This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Porgmania. Because no one can have enough Porgs. Clearly. Like Pringles. Yeah. Worse. Lots of Porgs. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I remain Kristen Kist. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dead, starring Leslie Gum. So we just just left the theater. It is it is literally 9.30 on Thursday night. We, we are some of the first people in the United States to see... The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah, so that was, that was awesome. I don't think I ever saw a movie that close to the opening day. You know, we Me saw either. Rogue One really early, um, but yes. there, and there was no one in the theater for Rogue One. That was so right. weird. It was like the night showing, you know, like, obviously the movie made a lot of money, but uh, this... This was incredible to see to see this movie and all the things that happened. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to keep the beginning spoiler free and then we will warn you when we're going to talk about actual detail of the movie. Yes. Now, I didn't feel that... I, first of all, we loved it. First of all, it was amazing. Second of all, I really liked how they made us feel special for being like some of the first people to see it because we got some trading cards. That's not a spoiler. Um, we just got some <laughs> cool trading cards. And in the beginning, they had like this little interview with John Williams, who's the composer, and Ryan Johnson, who uh, directed the movie, um, just sort of talking about how amazing it was and, and how the music plays into Star Wars so much, which it does, because like that's such an emotional trigger chord for me when I hear any of the songs from Star Wars. They really, you know, they either like amp me up to go like, kick some ass and win battles in my life or like they just make me feel like oh my god like sometimes things are so hard so as compared to the force awakens here the great things are the humor it was it was still the humor was still there it wasn't as much as there was in the force awakens but it was, and it was it was still great at the times that the humor was used in this movie and oh dameron yes um, something I, I, I really, really in, enjoyed, you know, with that aspect was, um, how it, you know, a lot of people compared the force awakens to a new hope and there were similarities. Yes. The similarities between empire and this are not, there's not, it's not the same. No, no not even in the slightest. Yeah. You're not going to feel like, Oh, I already saw this. You're going to be like, what the wow. And that's how a lot of people felt about the force awakens. But you know, your argument still stays true when you say, you know, the hero's journey beginnings and stuff. But right. there are some things that happened in this movie that made me actually feel a little less that the force awakens was, you know, the parody of, uh, you know, the parallel of A New Hope. There was a few things that we'll get to later on. I feel like it's it's a totally different direction for the story to go into, and it's going to be really exciting for everybody. Um, and But it still stays true to the original stories and um, just expands upon characters that you already loved. Um, I thought it was brilliant and funny and heartbreaking and just... Freaking cool. I mean, and and great I'm, looking. I'm just going to be honest with you right now. Um, so I am the jerk in the theater that screamed <laughs> out, <"F> yeah. <laughs> when everyone else was silent. I was expecting a space explosion that didn't happen. So that was me. Sorry, everyone that went to the movie ta tavern in Collegeville tonight. The story was great that it kept moving and the, um, action you know the action and the, the character development with the characters that we met from the last movie and the characters from the original trilogy that were that were brought back you know yeah i think it was awesome because it really stayed true to the people that you cared about but expanded upon like 
their uh, emotional journeys, especially Ray and Finn. Um, both of both of those storylines were were super cool. And yeah. introducing new characters. Yeah, who I some think new characters. Rose was awesome. amazing. We yeah. saw Rose at the D3. I think that's what that was. Was that D3? Or was that... No, that was um, Celebrations. When we saw the first teaser for The Last Jedi. Right, yeah. When they played it back-to-back. Because I knew everyone yeah. would just go watch it back-to-back anyway. I know I did. Obsessed. Rose was a wonderful addition. And I also um, really loved the new character of um, Admiral Haldo, I guess. Uh, Laura Dern's character. Um, I thought she was really beautiful, uh, very graceful, and she added a lot that I wasn't expecting her to uh, add. I thought she was just going to be like a throw-in character, but she really added a lot of heart to the storyline, and I thought she was great. I wasn't sure what to expect with her either, you know, and that that was pretty cool. So should we get into the details then? So if you yeah, haven't seen it, go watch gonna, it. Yeah. So get, get into the spoilers. Pause now. your pause your thing. So we're gonna we're gonna talk in detail. Uh, so the opening space battle between you know it really felt like a battle between Poe and General Hux it was hysterical. Yeah. So Poe is there just a distraction, a lot of distraction, a lot of shell game in this because the rebels are on the run. You know, and they don't have the same forces. They don't have the same you know sort of power. They don't have the equipment. They don't have the number of troops. Who, like, I mean, the evil empire just has troops that they stole from other, you know, planets and are forcing to work for them for the most part, which is evil. But, you know, they don't, they don't have the people or the resources, but they are much more clever, like 100% more clever than, you know, their opponents. So yeah. sometimes they get to surprise them and even make fun of them. But so that whole, like, you know, like, oh, you know, like uh, making Hux think that, that he can't hear them. And then the yeah. other guy's just like, oh, he's, he's tolling with you, sir. Like, right. <laughs> that was great. It's so brilliant. It's like, if you know that you are on the losing side of a team or you don't have the same resources that they do, like, how do you get back at them? By being smarter, by exploiting what they think that they have going for them that's so easy, you make it seem like it's broken, you know? So it was brilliant and so much fun. I was laughing. So Poe um, defies Leia's order and um, goes after... Well, naughty. And I even, you know, what's funny is I said that to you too. I'm like, you were like, hey, blew it up. I was like, yeah, at what cost? And then Leia said the same thing to him. She was like, you know, at like what cost? It's like, that's true. No. I mean, it's so hard to, I, I've never been in a war, clearly. No? Because I'm not good at actually fighting people. <laughs> um, outside of using my These mental no, capacity. arms here. Listen, no, if you arms. want to negotiate a contract with me, I will beat your butt. But if I'm like in hand-to-hand combat or trying to blow people up, I think I wouldn't I'm blind be as successful. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you have to sort of decide like when are you going to take that gamble and how many people are you going to put at risk? And because I watched like that Vietnam War biopic, like or a oh, documentary, right. you kind of learn a little bit more about like military culture and like strategy and like it is. It's all like you know you have to sort of hedge your bets and figure out like well we think we have the advantage. You might think you do, but you don't always know what the other side is is doing sort of behind the scenes. So this is so. like, after that, though, I, it was where I first got like really confused because I knew of Rose and I, I didn't know she was going to be a twin. So seeing her twin then on the bomber she was so brave that was awesome but it was it was so it was just like you know i should have known by the half moon i was like oh i remember thinking to myself too i'm like oh who is the other half not thinking that she would be a twin thinking that was rose's character 
Yeah, obviously. I thought she. I thought she died in the beginning, and I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. But yeah, but it was. I knew she was supposed to be a mechanic, you know? Right. Yeah, a mechanic, right? So um, yeah, very brave uh, to destroy the gi- that giant ship. Yeah, I the, mean, a dreadnought. She ship. was just totally backing up Poe, and Poe took a huge chance that ended up in a lot of fatalities, but. He he won out in some ways. Some ways, some ways, and then that that's what goes and starts a giant space battle um, per se, where the rebels are being tracked through light speed, and a lot right. more calling Which them rebels because that didn't happen no. before. No. So this is a new technology. Um, so there's a lot more calling them rebels and not resistance in this movie, which is interesting. Because maybe they are rebels now that the Senate and everything, you know, the Republic has been pretty much wiped out because, like, the central course on S planet was destroyed by the Starkiller base. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of feel like that's not really fair when you kill all of your enemies. I'm not sure that that's, like, a fair way to say, like, now everyone's on our side. Eh, <laughs> eh, I'm not sure I follow you on that one. So, um, the biggest thing that bothered me about the space, ba- the space chase was, um, after they're being, you know, tracked in hyperspace, and I'm, I'm kind of skipping past some of the, the Ray Luke stuff. But we'll get to that second though. Um, so, ship, you know, rebel ships jump to a certain point, and then a couple seconds later, out of hyperspace comes all the uh, first order ships. Okay, and then rebels like, oh, we're being, you know, we only have enough fuel to jump once more. Well, I guess that they meant just like the big carrier only had enough fuel to jump once more. They could have sent other ships to go other ways and and away. But why didn't the Imperial ships just like jump ahead of them and then come back? You know, like they could have gone in hyperspace and then come back and then they would have caught up to them. I'm not 100% sure how that all works. <laughs> I felt like they were behind them. And so they were just showed up where they showed up. Yeah. And maybe if they went too far, they would have overshot it. And if you're in hyperspace, how do you know what direction they would go to next? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, could, you can't really, it's not like a road where you can head them off. Like, That's how I kind of felt like they could, else. you know. Like, I don't know where they would go. Like, you and I take two different routes from my house to your house. Right. But we're both going to my house. I don't know where the rebels might have gone. They really didn't have a destination in mind. At that point. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I really, really loved when, um, even though, like, uh, there's the super cool scene with Princess Leia when, like, the ship gets blown up, which right before that, there's a really cool part where Kylo Ren could have been the one to blow the ship up, and he doesn't. He didn't, yeah. So you kind of see, like, he is still conflicted. Even mm-hmm. though he keeps fighting it, he keeps wanting to just be on the dark side, he is still conflicted, which is so cool. I love when they keep that stuff going, because it's like that dark and light in everybody. But she, finally, they show her using the Force, and it's really awesome. Um, but anyway, she comes back, but then she's, like, really sick, so they have to put her sort of in isolation on oxygen, and then um, Admiral Haldo comes out and does this really inspirational speech that, like, made me want to cry about, like, you know, there's downtrodden people in the corners of the world right now, um, but if they know that we're out here and we're still fighting for them, um, you know, they'll come out and show themselves and they'll fight with us. And I kind of feel like that's true for what's going on in the United States right now, (laughs) to be honest. So that's why it kind of brought tears to my eyes, because I was like, you know, we are the resistance. We're still here. Yes, we are. 
So, you know, one thing we talked about, we might have talked about on actually our first podcast. I'm not, I'm not positive where it was, but we talked about how in Star Trek, there's always the danger of space. You know, they, the space it's on, they go outside of the ship. There's, there's the danger and, you know, of, of, of how sickening space is. And we've never seen that in a Star Wars movie before. We've never yeah. seen a character be exposed to the elements of space. Yeah, that's true. And so, um, that was, that was a first and yeah, that, that was, was really, really cool. cool. Yeah, it was, it, really it kind of awesome. reminded me of like Star Lord, like what he went through in, um, the first one. Yeah. And well, it, yeah. And, and Yondu did it in the second when one. Yondu, yeah. When Yondu, yeah. Cause he only had the jetpack he did in the spacesuit. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it was like Princess Leia this time, which was like, yeah, really different than what you've seen. In but Star in the Wars first before. one, he takes his, you know, when, when Star Lord takes his mask off and he puts it on. Yeah. To try to save. I mean, when, when you see, when you see Princess Leia, you think she's going to be dead in two seconds. And then she's like, just kidding. I have the force. And you're like, Oh damn. Okay. <laughs> it's so interesting because every piece of star Wars lore that I've read, um, post, you know, I mean, from the teenager and on or talk to people or listen to audiobooks or seeing comics, it's always been this world where like Luke has, been a successful teacher. Leia is also a Jedi. Han is a, you know, general and things are, you know, there's evil threats, but you know, things are kind of hunky dory. So this world that we've created here where things didn't go as planned is, is definitely is, is really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking and fascinating to see like the, the three people who are trying to you know, when the war the first time are still fighting it, you know, and it's been my whole life. I mean, in the beginning of the movie, when, when Ryan Johnson was doing his little uh, interview that we only got to see, which was cool. Um, he was talking about how it's 40 years. So, okay. Uh, I'm 39. <laughs> it came out right before I was born and I saw the last two in the theater with my dad. So it's been my whole life um, that they've, these people have been fighting this war against the resistance ostensibly, you know? So, it's it's rough. I mean, and that's true. That's how war really is in the world. So it's intense and there's a lot of people that don't make it. And, you know, the people just keep pushing on and trying to find new ways to fight against an enemy. So seeing, um, let's, let's shift and talk about what's going on in Oct 2 right now where we're talking about Luke. Porgs. Yeah, from- Porg mania. Lots of super cute porgs. I told Kristen I want little sound effects all over my house where I just hear random porgs make noises when I walk around. I just loved how they kept like putting them in. Like they weren't like a main character, but they were such like a cute plot device. Like they were like hiding out in the Millennium Falcon Heaven babies or like screaming at Chewie and he'd like push them out of the way. Like it was so cute. If I forget later, we have to talk about Chewie's awesome pilot skills. It's about time that man got his credit. Uh, but first off, let's talk about, you know, Luke not really wanting to train Ray. Yeah, and I think we kind of expected a little bit of this from our previous podcast when we talked about it. Like, Luke obviously had to be heartbroken over something. So now he's he was revealing that um, it's that he feels like he failed his nephew and that he he wasn't able to train him in a way that would let him overcome the dark side. But what we also saw was his nephew using the same tools that Snoke probably used on him to try to coerce Ray. 
you know, and, and he is ultimately unsuccessful with Ray because she retains her own self. But with Kylo Ren, he was successful. Um, and I think it's so interesting because it's just about like the, the subtlety of your relationship with the people that you love and how if you have come to distrust them, then any action that they have against you, you're always going to assume the worst, right? Um, you're not going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. And I think if he hadn't already turned against his uncle, he might have seen the hesitation there. Okay, well, we... We start to experience, you know, what really drove Luke to, to the training process, too, is, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren, their connection. That's Snow, you know, we, we learn later, obviously, in the movie that Snoke is bridging their minds, but it's interesting seeing those two characters alone, seeing them, you know, find similarities. And it kind of me, it reminded me a little bit of that uh, Josh Whedon movie we watched at one time. Me too. Yeah. yeah the um, one about the couple that has like the connection between their two minds. Yeah, he's like a trailer park in the Midwest and she's like in New England, like richer. Yeah. Um, they can feel each other's pain and see what the other person's seeing. And it changes who they are and their perspectives. Um, in so, this case, I think it made both characters more who they wanted to be. Although I think it caused Ben to have more conflict, which is good. Um, I think at the heart of Star Wars is really just trying to determine uh, who you are and the path that you want to take and that you always have options to change. So, um, but he didn't. Not this time. So, um, And he could have, which is sad, but... <laughs> so... Once Luke started to see Ray's potential, though, because he she didn't tell him immediately, you know, oh, I, you know, I'm learning you know, to use the Force and all this stuff. Right, she it tried wasn't to bring until... Chewie in, and he wasn't even having that. Luke is, like, a very salty old man in this movie. Like, he just really doesn't want to talk about uh, his power or what he could do or what he could teach people. He's really broken and feels like he's failed himself and everybody that he loves so yeah he really doesn't want to be involved in in anything at all really just to he wants to be shut off yeah it's a fish with that ridiculously long fishing pole (laughs) and hang out with those like frog mamas that keep cleaning everything up the caretakers in your eyes is the name of the movie we were going to talk. We were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, in your eyes is the movie where the it's two a really cool are... movie. If, if you guys haven't seen it, it was I think on we Netflix about it before. Yeah, but, um, we talked about it in that like podcast. We were like, "What movies did you miss in like 2015 or whatever it was?" Yeah, but, it's, it's a lovely love story that's sort of just about two people from different worlds that have a connection and can see life from each other's perspective, and it makes them love each other. And you know, there should so, be a lot more of that going on in the world. So when the door flew off of um, Luke's little hut, and it flew like, yeah. like across, goes, did you think it was Ray with the Force? I did, and then it was like Chewie being like, get out here, bitch. I need to talk to you. <laughs> but then it's like, but then Luke realizes, like, wait, where's Han? And he knows, like, things are not going well. Um, and I loved when R2 came awake when and Luke went, went to Millennium Falcon yeah. and he like showed the picture like he showed the hologram of Princess Leia that Luke had first seen. He's like cheap trick. Yeah. But it's it was it Oh was and he so says many... watch your language to him. Yeah. <laughs> because like I remember I remember like making jokes like I don't know a Facebook post I don't know a couple years ago making a, a joke about how um you know 
how 3PO can speak in, you know, millions of languages and R2 just speaks in beeps. I was like, they couldn't just add that process to him. And then, uh, our friend Luke, who he's come to a couple of our events, um, Luke wrote on there. He wrote, well, uh, yeah, it's just because he's cursing all the time. And here we go. And R2. <laughs> like, he was. I think he was. He rightly was cursing at Luke. That was Luke destroyed. You know, that was his boy. You know, that and was. He was so grateful to see him again. I think that was a big turning point for him to sort of be like, okay. I saw Chewie, now I've seen R2, and Han's gone, and my sister needs me. And then, like, later in the movie, he hears his sister waking up from a coma when he finally lets the Force in, and she says his name, and he's like, all right, I gotta do something. You know, and then he just comes back and is freaking amazing. I mean, that was, like, one of my favorite scenes I've ever seen, what he did to Kylo Ren. Just Um, messing with him. Yeah, totally. And well-deserved. I mean, I think that little punk has it coming to him. and Cost him his life. I th- I hope that Kylo eventually comes around, but I don't know. I don't know if he's even a good, as good of a person as his grandpa was. I think he's too far gone at this point. I think he's going to redeem himself at the very end. You know, just like Vader. You know, like at the very, very end of things. But, but he's kind of running the show now, you know? He's on right? top. You Which know, is his... not, Vader never had that position. He was always a dog for somebody else. Um, okay, so I know we're, we're skipping all over play, the place here, but the, the throne room fight scene with the uh, the Royal Guard and, and Snoke, first off, amazing how he g- took out the su- Supreme Leader. Oh, yeah. Great writing. Just great, like, Very surprising have him be distracted fun. by, yeah, by Ray and stuff. Um, I like that, you know, when she went to go grab the lightsaber, he hit her in the head. When he was like yeah. doing that around, you know, and and very different. I mean, it wasn't Vader trying to save his son. In this case, it was somebody trying to get more power. Get more power, exactly. And inadvertently, the he saved the the, the, the her. master and the the learner, the Sith thing. You know, yeah. the yeah. I mean, inadvertently, he saved her, and kind of because he wanted to harness her power. But I think he felt like she came to that ship to be to train with him and like he had this whole thing That's and I gotta wants, tell you I was yeah. a little afraid that you know I didn't think anything bad was gonna happen to Ray. I didn't think she was gonna lose a limb I didn't think that um you know that there was going to be any kind of like like pain come to her at all um you were you did not feel that way you were scared. very on edge <laughs> I was really scared and she really had a fight I mean like if you think about you know um Empire, it was Luke against Vader, which was a really scary battle, but like, and Luke lost a limb, but he didn't have to fight anybody else after that. Like, he just fell. You thought he might die, but his sister came and saved him. Like, Ray got done with the big bad, and then she still had to fight a room full of like red baddies to get out of where she was and confront her kind of like soulmate i guess in the force a little even bit though, yeah i don't Her know count, I, counterpart I, they, yeah, yeah they, they really made you feel like they were siblings but then you know spoiler alert obviously um they sort of say like ray your parents weren't anybody and they she sold says, you for drinking money they were junk yeah. dealers so it's what's cool about that is ray is special it's not because she was related to anybody she just is which is really a cool message for kids to know like hey maybe your parents aren't anybody they're not special but you can still be you can still be somebody amazing and i loved that part of it but it it was a little surprising because usually the force like runs through families um so there was an awakening in the force yeah yeah. if afraid isn't related to anybody then she just has this amazing power on her own and she's sort of the counterpart to kylo who has it because of his family so um the 
so they take they took us, you know, Snooky Snope, and then there was all the Royal Guard around. So the the thing with the, the Royal Guard that bothered me was I felt like that should have been nothing for him. I felt like that should have been an easy battle for him. Like he is the greatest swordsman, you know. Like he should have been able to get through all of them like nothing. Um, but you know they but were well trained. I don't really think he's better than Ray. I don't. It's true. In every way, and I think he knows that too. Yes, that's true so, too. They were both fighting hard, and I mean, I don't, I don't know who was under those helmets and robes, but it was people fighting for their lives. So it's some different weaponry than than, than we've seen. Um, so the whole, oh uh, geez, you know, we it's so you know we just saw the movie. What was the name of the planet that uh, Finn and Rose escaped to? Yeah, see, I don't know. It, it, Someone listening right now would be like, oh, duh, it's blah, 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 whatever. Listen, we just yeah. saw the movie. I didn't like have a chance to look ago. any of this stuff up. But, so um, it was, you know, meeting those kids uh, was great, you know, in the stables. Um, oh, she yeah. saw, Rose saw so much of her her childhood in this town with these rich people who made their money off of selling weapons of the First Order. And it turns out they were selling weapons to the rebels, too. Yeah, so there's this whole cool side story, right, where Rose and Finn have to go find a codebreaker, right, so that they can get onto the Imperial starship. And Yeah, slicer's a term. It's always, like, in Star Wars games and stuff like that, you'd slice a terminal, a terminal to, like, you know, get into places and stuff like that, so... That was some lore in there, too. Yeah, so they're trying to find a code breaker who can break the connection that they have on the main rebel starship that's making them No, First Order starship. Well, no, they're they're trying to get onto the Imperial starship to break the code that's attached to the main rebel starship that's letting them track them through... That's what I was trying to say. Through um, hyperspace. I I pick you up. So... um, so, but yeah, so they had to find a code breaker and there's this whole cool storyline where they have to go to this planet where they go to this like fancy pants casino with all these like splashy people and cool aliens and it's very beautiful, but you know, Rose sort of warns Finn like, you know, look, look behind the scenes and he starts looking and he sees, you know, the horses getting whipped and the little kids getting hit that are tending to the horses. And I think, yeah, that that's true. I mean, we all know what Richards do. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it was cool, like, so they introduced a new character, Rose, and then we immediately get introduced, like, a whole, like, backstory for her and all this other stuff evolving her and and the things that she's gone through and, and everything. So, like, so that was pretty neat, too, like, her yeah. upbringing and, and why she wanted to fight back here, why she wanted to join the Resistance anyway, and... I think what's what's really exciting about these new movies is that they get into so much more of like the culture of other people that aren't the main characters, which is really cool and interesting, you know, to sort of see like the toll that this war has taken on so many more people than just like the main characters that we always knew and loved. Right, 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 right. right. I agree. Um, so, so that was cool. So. Rose and you know she she eventually saved well you know fast forward a little bit she she saves Finn's life and there's a smooch and so she's definitely still alive um and then uh, Ray and Poe meet yeah that was that was pretty funny 
That was a quick, quick moment there, but it was really adorable. And um, I thought sweet. there was more love when Finn and Ray, I'm sorry, Finn and Poe reconnected in the in Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. And even in this movie, when, he's, when yeah. he sees him, because BB-8's he's like... He's walking around, he's like, what are you, BB-8's what's happening like, to you? And he's like, like naked, <laughs> water. And he's like, what did you, blow a gasket? And he's like, <laughs> he's like oh, blow oh, a circuit. Finn. He like jumps out and he's like, hey buddy, we gotta, we gotta put some clothes on you. <laughs> He's like spurting like water everywhere. That was brilliant. But um, uh, I lo- no, 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 I no, no. Oh, but but wait, wait, wait. With with Poe and Ray meeting though, the important significance of that is that's the name of my cats. Right. And they never met. The two characters never met. <laughs> they never. They didn't meet in the first movie. You know. They did not. So um, talked about that and um yeah, but um. So my cats met. Your cats met. But and it was a lovely moment. I mean, Poe knew who Ray was. She knew she who really was. Didn't, she didn't really need any, uh, you know, introduction there. But. but she looked over at, like, Finn and Rose and was like, okay, that's a thing. Well, she knew that he had lived some part of his life that had nothing to do with her. She was glad to see him again and glad that he was alive. I mean, they still love each other very much because, like, the first thing she did Besties. when she moved those rocks, yeah, she was like, my boy, and yeah. he was like, my yeah, that's girl, true. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah. hugged each other. I was like, oh man, they, they were so excited to see each other, and, like, they both had a chance to grow and learn, and they have more power and more intelligence to bring. And, you know, sort of when, when Luke says, like, hey, I'm not the last Jedi anymore, then right. it just opens that door to be like, maybe it's not even just Rey. Maybe Finn can be a Jedi, too, because we've seen him wield a lightsaber before. Um, you know, maybe there's other people, maybe Rose. Maybe she's going to be able to train a whole group of Jedi for the next movie, and it's not just going to be her alone, you know, right. because she's not afraid and at the end, Luke wasn't afraid. He was like, this is a gift, and it's, you know, something that you can use for positive, and, and sometimes you make mistakes, and that's okay. I was like, the the line that I really loved was um, when Yoda said, you know, they, uh, they're intended to surpass us. Um, that's, the, that's the challenge of every master. And that's so beautiful. I mean, it's really hard to accept that, but it's true. Like, when you get to a certain level of intelligence or skill um you want to pass that on to somebody else and and the hope is that they'll be better than you but it's also hard to watch them be um but really really cool i love that message i noticed that um uh greg grumberg was absent from the movie too he was all our friends from lost were not shown yeah yeah uh so he was he definitely survived the star killer base and flew back with everybody else um, but uh, he was, yeah, he wasn't there. I mean, that was, that was, you know, I always call him Weiss. I was thinking of his voice from, uh, Alias. Only, Anytime I show him up, I'm like, ah, it's Weiss, you know. They only called out that Akbar died, which is a bummer. But. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the actor died. True. That's yeah, true. So. so they were being respectful of that. I, he I died before or, yeah, after, yeah. So they, they did call that out that, you know, that he died. Um, so that was, yeah, that was sad too. But the, yeah, there. I mean, there's very few rebels left, and it was really inspiring to see them not give up. No, I mean, they were like, "Okay, fine. This is all we have. We're gonna go for it." And there's hope too. I mean, Leia's signal was sent out. I was kind of expecting like a bunch of ships to show up and start blasting, you know, those uh, heavy assault walkers. Yeah, but it was just it was just Luke. It was just one man walking out and being like, "You know what? I don't care." turkeys like <laughs> come at me you'll never take me down and i think you know that's really brave and it's really true 
you can, you know, come at people with a whole bunch of bombs and guns, but you can't destroy their ideology if they really believe in it. And, you know. I see a, a toy um, salt skimmer in my my son's future. Those ships were pretty cool. Yeah, that is really awesome. I love the use of that sand that turned red when you like moved it. Yeah. And I'm glad that you know because we saw when we saw the, the from the trailers there was another battle on like white, you know, looked like Hoth, but it was nothing like the Battle of Hoth at all. No, it was very different. Um, no, this is not. This wasn't so much about like destroying as like ta- people taking stands and like small destructions that really l- made it like an impact. Yeah, even even you know like that. That's even what like um, they said. They're like we can't, you know our weapons aren't designed to attack single fighters. They're designed to attack like big like big things. And my yeah in the theater was in response to. Uh, Holdor attacking the uh, Imperial ship. Uh, she just totally was playing chicken with it and did not give up. She jammed the light speed right through it. Yeah, she just took it out, and that was like the coolest thing I ever saw. But so badass and sad, like kamikaze to the end. They didn't have any weapons, so they used themselves. Yeah, it was very very cool. Um, a little a little disappointed why they didn't have more. Guns pointed at the rebel transports that were going to the planet. I felt like, I felt like you know they should be able to catch it with some reinforcements or some other stuff, and they should have been able to um, blow up like all the transports in, in in all actuality. Yeah, but I mean, they had to have some drama. I know. You c- if they took everybody out, then there wouldn't be a movie left. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I, I clearly understand that, but I felt like they could have written it a little different. It was kind of you know like all right. In the asteroid chase scene in Empire, they're hiding in the asteroid, you know, and that... I that. see, yeah. Well, let's just, I mean, stormtroopers have bad aim. Okay. <laughs> I think that's been established, so. Even when they are, like, in a giant ship where they could shoot everyone and destroy them, eh, they're going to miss half the time, you know. So Luke, um, you know, using the Force, um, projecting himself to that planet, you know, cost him his life. So, yeah, so now we're sort of left, because we know Carrie Fisher in real life is gone. Um, the whole original cast, except for Chewbacca, uh, won't be coming back. And they say only only sometimes it's Peter Mayhew in there. The other times it's uh, understudy in there. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's so. sakes, that's a hard job, and he's an old man. I think he's in his 70s. I think so. Yeah, I mean, even the guy that plays uh, Big Bird doesn't do it most of the time Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, it's same painful. Exactly. Yeah, it's no. old. You get old. No porgs Please. were harmed. <laughs> um, just the look on just how much, you know, going back to uh, Luke and all the guns, you know, trying to shoot him and then Kylo Ren trying to fight him and then just everything, that whole thing, just to mess with him, just to mess with his anger, his angst was just, that was just brilliant because you know, he really knew how to, to like fire him up. You know, I love that so much of this movie, like the really big moments were about the subtlety of acting uh, and the characters. Um, So like when Luke winked on his way out to go face Kylo Ren, you knew that he knew that he had a plan, but you didn't know what it was, you know, and it was all like the subtlety of his portrayal of the character that really 
was amazing. It wasn't the explosions. It was, you know, the, the interpersonal relationships between the characters. And I actually thought, um, the guy that played Kylo Ren did a beautiful job. Um, like with his facial expressions, you could really see so much going on in his heart and his mind, you know, portraying this character and being so conflicted and lost and not, I mean, he's being manipulated the whole time and he's, he's struggling to figure out like how to, how to regain power. Um, and he, he sort of thinks that he has at the end, but not really. And he's still so scared. I love um, when he shoved the hooks inside of the shuttle. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> and Ray was the, um, Daisy Ridley is just adorable, but everybody was so great. I mean, Carrie Fisher was great. Um, you know, John Boyega was wonderful. So much, so much Carrie Fisher, so much like with her, like so much where, you know, and like she even like came out with that same gun that she had in the beginning of A New Hope and like stunned Poe with it, you know. Yeah. Poe was, he was getting, he was, you know, they said, that, they said this movie kind of ended up being a love story to Carrie Fisher and the character of Princess Leia, which is amazing yeah. to me. And yeah. Definitely resonated. Um, and was true. Um, it wasn't all about her, but it, a lot was focused on like the way that she led, which was a beautiful way to lead. Um, all about people and and you know respecting people's differences and their abilities and letting them shine when they should. And um, I loved when Finn uh, defeated Captain Phasma. That fight was a yeah, that was cool. Quicker than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, but it was. It was it was great though. It was great. You know, he's just like he came up on that platform and he was like, "Hey," and um, you know, like hit her. And then, uh, and so we think about the characters that are not going to be in um, episode nine, or right. you know, Captain Phasma, uh, Luke in physical form, right? Uh, Princess Leia, yeah. um, you know, Han Solo, obviously. Snoke. Yeah, Snoke was the next Snoke's one on my list. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. Oh, our buddy. But I mean, that's kind of cool because now we have uh, Poe and Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren, um, and that's Hux is still there. Hux Hux is still there, but he's kind of sniveling in a corner somewhere, being gingery. I was told the other day that gingers don't have souls. So as a day walker, <laughs> a day I, guess walker. I just have a soul half of the day. So so when are we going to see it again? Be thankful for that. Soon, like Whatever. Saturday night. Soon when we can get tickets. <laughs> no, I am going to my work party. Basically. I'm going with you. I'm going to do that. But we can maybe go before that if there's free tickets. <laughs> no, it was amazing, though. Honestly, no, I think guys, we should like, wait. I think we should wait until you get back from your, uh, um, like, from like around, around New Year's, like, go around then. Okay. I'm in. It was awesome, and I really, really loved it. It was really meaningful and and hopeful and just a, a great story. Just a really cool kick-ass. And I feel like time. we're not done with Benicio Del Toro's character. I feel like... He was so interesting. Like, what a jerk, I feel like but I mean... we're going to see more of him, you know? I love... I really thought he was going to be Ezra from Rebels. And I feel like... I feel like they brought in some of the stuff from Rebels that you and I have talked about before, where mm-hmm. it's like... It really shows you, like... Apparently, like, in the Rebels TV show, and a little bit you saw it in Rogue One, like, it's not clearly delineated who the good guys and the bad guys are. Like, oh. there's a lot of crappy people in the middle yeah. that play on both sides, and there's oh, yeah. not good people on on that are on, like, either side of the fence, you know? So, you have people that are profiting from the fact that there is a war, which is true in the real world. I mean, even if... You know, you're not act- actively participating in a war, but you're benefiting from it, like... You know, 
there's a lot of people are rich because of that. Most people yeah, yeah. that are rich are rich because of evil things like that. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really great. So I hope everybody out there gets a chance to see it if you're interested. And um, I'm pretty sure if they got to this point, they probably already watched it. Yeah. They're just looking for some reminders of what happened. Or somebody else to talk, be talking about things that excited them in the movie. Because I know when I see something that I like just blows my mind and I loved it, the, the first thing I want to do is hear other people that felt that way too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love like so, uh, reading the reviews and, you know, clips on YouTube and stuff like that. So That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> to bring it to you firsthand because no one except for Hollywood people can get it to you faster than us. We're probably the first people in the United States, you know, among yeah. the first people to uh, see it. Not the, you know, there was like the big Hollywood screenings and then. That's what I'm saying. But, like, yeah. Rich people, people. Bags yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. hey, you're right, you're right. And, you know. <laughs> Anywho. So until next week, remember to go to our website, presentdad.com. Check out our other podcasts. Check out our books. Check out our events, which we don't have any, we don't have any at the moment right now, but we will. <laughs> We're exciting people. We're fun. So, uh, yeah. What do you have to say? Until next week. May the force be with you always. <laughs>